Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 69 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal Val, and with me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? Uh, doing well as always, Val. Got some good stuff to talk about today. Yeah, looking forward to it. And then the man, the myth, the legend, King NASCAR, Logan, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm still mythical. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So we have, uh, we're going to recap the Camping World Truck Series, Xfinity, and Cup Series. We have our playoff four contenders of each division set, and we'll talk about those races and who's in, who's out. And then we'll talk a little, or discuss F1, and then we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, the 2021 Panini Prism that is released today so let's get it all started and talk about the camping world truck series that was race number 21 and that was the 23rd annual united rentals 200 that was saturday october 30th at martinsville speedway zane smith was our winner highest finishing rookie was chandler smith at position four and Zane, he he needed that win to uh, to move into the final four. He pulled it off. Boy, did he ever! <laughs> so we had Zane Smith, Austin Hill, Tanner Gray, Chandler Smith, Matt Craft in the top five. And with that, our player standings after Martinsville was Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, Matt Craft, and John Hunter Nemechek. They all will participate in the championship four. Sheldon Creed, Stuart Friesen, Chandler Smith, and Carson Huckavar missed the championship four. Yeah, um, that was a that was a heck of a race. You know, Zane Smith crossed the line with David Dillon spinning with one lap to go, and they threw the caution. And uh, Zane Smith actually, you know, he was just barely ahead and won that race. That was that was a heck of a finish. I like those finishes where. People are trying so hard that they're spinning across the start finish line. That's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, that was a wild finish. Yeah, and you saw that um, John Hunter Nemechek got wrecked by Austin Self on lap 130, and he was out, and he almost did not make the cut. And that would have been a shame because he's had a, a career year this year. Yeah, he was only about four points above Sheldon Greed. Yeah, and I think it's a shame that Sheldon Creed didn't didn't make it either because he really started out hot, but then he had a lot of bad luck uh, going through the the middle stretches of the the playoffs. Yeah, there was a time where he had gotten so hot, and you thought for sure he was going to make it through uh, to defend his championship, but fell short. So it was awesome though to see Ben Rhodes in there, and of course John Hunter Newcheck and Zane Smith. Yeah, so Matt Crafton's a you know previous multiple champion i believe so setting up a good one there for phoenix yeah he's the old man of the series <laughs> yeah he is he is uh and zane smith his rookie cards in 2018 dunruss he's in the next in line and that's got that's the insert set that's i guess famous for having the Haley deegan in there as well uh, and there's the base there's cracked Serial number to 999, and then the explosion number to 99. There's also signatures in there in 2018, the signature series. 
and there's an unnumbered version, number to 25, the hollow gold, and then black, serial number to one. And then also signatures in 2018 Panini certified with the certified next signatures. They're all either numbered from 210 or less. He's in a 2018 Panini Prime, Claire Silhouettes. Uh, serial number to 99, hollow gold to 50, and black 101. And then he's in base, or has a base card in Victory Lane, 2018 Panini Victory Lane, card number 40. And there's a few different parallels in there. Silver, gold, red, blue, green, black, and the four printing plates. Black, cayenne, magenta, and yellow. So Zane Smith in the championship four. Yeah, 2018 was a good year for rookies. Yes, it was. Uh, next race, Phoenix Raceway, the Lucas Oil 150. That's November 5th, Friday, green flag, 8.05 p.m. Stages are 45, 90, 150 laps for 150 miles. There are There is going to be practice Friday from 11 a.m. to about 12, and qualifying Friday as well. So a little different than before where we had no qualifying, no practice. So they're giving them opportunity to practice. So, yeah, I think they're going to do that across all the series, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Which you know, it's good that they're doing that. So, yeah, I think it. I think it evens the playing field because you know, if somebody comes in there and just happens to hit the setup just right, and everybody else misses it, you know, I'm not going to say that's not fair or fair. Uh, I will say that whoever does that is probably the most well prepared person or driver and team there. But, you know, having practice does have a, give everybody a, a, an equal chance to dial their cars in or trucks in. So I, I like that. Yeah, any predictions who you think is going to win the truck championship? I think, uh, well, I don't know. You know, I, I would say John Hunter Nemechek, but, you know, he, he just got in on the skin of his teeth, and he has not had a good playoffs, in my opinion. Um, out of all those, though, I mean, I don't see Zane Smith doing it. I really don't think Ben Rhodes is going to do it. Matt Crafton might have a chance. So I'm just going to stick with John Hunter Nemechek. That's I'm just going to stick with that. That's that's who I picked originally before we started, so that's what I'm going with. And maybe he gets hot at the right time. You just need that one. Um, and again, if you're not familiar with the format, whoever finishes the highest of the four will win the championship. They do not necessarily have to win the race, so they just have to finish above the other three. And the highest finishing rookie, Chandler Smith. We've talked about his cards before. He's in the 2021 Dunruss with Signature Series. And then he actually has quite a bit in 2021 Chronicles with Base Chronicles, Chronicles Autographs, Obsidian, Score, Score Autographs, Select, Select Autographs, and Spectra. I have not pulled his uh, list to see if he's in prism. So we'll have to do that next show. So it's going to be too close to call. I was just thinking about who uh, I think originally original picks. I think Logan, we both picked John Hunter check. I'd love to see Ben Rhodes maybe, but I, I don't know if uh, him or Matt Crafton, they can pull out a win, but because I don't think Matt has won a race this season and John Hunter Newcheck, like you had said, was like red hot in the beginning of the series season, but 
seems cool, but like I said, he's got to finish, or they have to they have to finish highest of the other three. So, so we'll see if John Harnimichek can pull it off. Yeah, I'd like for him to. I mean, you know, as everybody knows out there, I like Kyle Busch, and you know, he drives for Kyle Busch. So, and it's Toyota, and I own a Toyota. So, yeah, I'm I'm all for John Hunter Nemechek. Xfinity Series. That was race number 32. That was the second annual Dead On Tools 250, and that was Saturday, October 30th at Martinsville Speedway. Noah Graskin pulls off the big win. He had the win to get in, and he was calling it before the race. And our highest finishing rookie was Sam Mayer at position four. That marks the second one. In the Camping World Strike Series, the uh, highest finisher rookie was position four. And Zane Smith had to win to get in. And uh, Xfinity was kind of the same with Noah Graskin having to win to get in. So it was good to see that. Yeah, and he was the first uh, first person or first driver to win in the round of eight. I mean, the other two were, were non-playoff contenders. So he actually won his way in. They seem to be peaking here in the last few weeks. He had won those two back-to-back in one of the rounds. So he, I would say he, um, I know Austin Sendrick and A.J. Amending are in there, but we'll see. Uh, it's going to be, I think, a tight championship race. So, Yeah, and, and our, our friend who may listen to the show or may not, Ty freaking Gibbs, he – Spun out. He was having a, another tiff with uh, Sam Mayer, and when he spun out, he took out Harrison Burton with him. So that kind of ruined Harrison Burton's chance for making the playoff, making the final four. But Ty Gibbs, he he was doing good. He was leading there for a while. He did. He had. A, he was having a good race until he got spun out. Yeah, he was. I thought for sure he was going to win that, but like you said, he got spun out and went had the. Uh fell back into the 20s after that spin. Yeah, he just there just wasn't enough time to recover. He got a lap down, and I kept thinking, with they had a couple cautions after that. I kept thinking, well, maybe he'll be the first car one lap down, but he wasn't, so he never he never was able to get his lap, lap back. I think if he got his lap back, I don't think he would have won, but I think he'd have been up for, you know closer to the front for sure. Yeah, and with that win for Noah Gretzkin, him having to win that fourth, like Justin Allgaier, Justin Haley, Brandon Jones, and Harrison Burton, they do not advance. So Noah Graskin, Austin Cendrick, Daniel Hamrick, and AJ Amendinger are eligible for the they are the championship four. Yeah, I thought they're on that very last coming out of turn four where um, Austin Cendrick got underneath Noah Gregson. I thought that man, maybe he might have a chance, but since Gregson was on the outside. He had uh, more bite and more RPM, so he he had the you know he had more speed coming out of there. So that's that helped him win. I know we talked about Noah's rookie cards before. He's in 2017, 2017 in Donruss. He has a signature series in there, unnumbered version, number to 25, the hollow gold, and then the hollow black 101. 2017 Panini Absolute. He has a base card there. Looks like that's his only base card in 2017. There are a few parallels. Silver, number to 299. Blue to 199. Red to 99. Gold to 25. There's printing plates. The four 101s. Panini Select Signatures. 
There's an unnumbered version. The blue to 50, red to 25, gold to 10, and checkered flag prisms 101. Sure, love those checkered flag prisms. Yeah. And then Panini Torque, trackside signatures, unnumbered version, blue to 75, red to 49, green to 25, and checkerboard to 10. And Sam Mayer, which I want to say we talked about him quite a bit this year, 2020 Dunruss. There's multiple parallels in that. The printing plates, optic, optic signatures, 2020 Panini Chronicles, with score, score autographs, spectra, national treasures, and then 2020 Panini Prism signatures, signing sessions, with about 10 different versions of that. So our next race is the Xfinity Series Championship at Phoenix Raceway. That's 8.30 p.m. Saturday. Stages are 45, 45, 110 laps for 200 miles. Yeah. I'm glad they're not doing double headers with truck and Xfinity. I'm, I'm glad they're letting them each have their own day and time to celebrate. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Friday night for truck, Saturday night for Xfinity. And then moving over to the Cup Series. That was race number 35. That was the 73rd annual Xfinity 500, and that was Sunday, October 31st at Martinsville Speedway. Alex Bowman is the winner. Highest finishing mm-hmm. rookie is Anthony Alfredo. And that was an interesting r- race there. Uh, Denny Hamill was not too pleased with Alex Bowman. No. Um, and I, I really can't blame Denny for that. But what I can say about Denny is, you know, I, I don't, I just don't think it was really cool of him to go into Alex Bowman's celebration after winning the race and, and, you know, running into his car and pushing him around. I, I mean, in these days and times, that's just, that's just not cool. Yeah. I think that with all the emotions and the cutoff races, and the points and the way everything is is working, you know, years passed before the play this playoff system, you know, it could be locked up and there, it's not as critical some of these races. But, um, and I think this is what you know they were trying to do with this player format is to make it interesting and suspenseful. So, and with that, you have winners and losers, right? But yeah, I, I didn't think it was you know, cool for Denny to, to have that kind of show there uh, in such a public way. Uh, usually, you know, they'll settle it on the pit road or something like that, but to do that with the car the way he did it. But I kind of would like to have seen that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there, punches there, thrown here and there. I, I wouldn't have no problem with that. Uh, I'm sure the officials wouldn't have liked that, but <laughs> so did you guys see the comments that he made about Bowman? Um, was that where it was a hack? Yeah, I, I, I caught the end of the race, not too much at the beginning, um, with all the Halloween stuff going on. And then I was kind of looking through stuff as you guys were talking and some of his comments, like, it's so weird how NASCAR is such a different sport than some of the others. Cause I don't, I don't feel like this would fly as much as it had. And it's like being printed, <laughs> on the nascar website and i feel like if it was baseball basketball football 
it w- that wouldn't be the case. Now, for comments like those, and obviously this isn't like card related directly, but comments are different than the actions, of course. So for comments like those, would he get any sort of punishment? I don't think so. No, he but you know he did drop the f bomb. I missed that. I know Kyle Bush got in trouble. Uh, he's gonna have to take some sensitivity training for a few comments that he made about um, Brad Kozlowski. So I, I think it, I, I guess it's all in the context and what they say. Gotcha. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I guess it all depends on what they say and and what, and what to decide for NASCAR what to decide for a punishment or whatever. So, yeah, I don't think any of them were fined. It's just like you said that you know Kyle Busch uh, said something that was um, I, I, I you know I like Kyle Busch, but I didn't like what he said either because I have a my my youngest sister is is a special needs uh, person and uh, you know that it's kind of offensive to me, but you know, I, I mean, I understand these guys saying these things, they're in the heat of the battle and they're talking and people are throwing questions at them and, you know, they've just gotten out of the cars and stuff. I mean, I get that, but you know, sometimes you got to watch what you say. I think Kyle Bush should have just went to one of his mainstays is, you know, I'm here so I don't get fined. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, that, that was a heck of a race. Uh, you know, Chase Elliott was in the lead and got, spun out at one point too so there was a lot of rooting and gouging going on in that race and uh you know i mean i it's everything i expected i expected that those kind of things to happen i was just hoping that it would the people get knocked out of the way were the drivers i didn't like versus the drivers i like instead it went the other way around <laughs> well i think you said you called it right the last 50 laps were gonna be wreck fest so yeah uh, I, and I thought it was kind of interesting, you know, with Denny Hamlin talking about Alex Bowman, but I seem to remember Denny Hamlin putting the bumper to Chase Elliott. Yep. Uh, and it was really telling that there were so many fans booing Denny Hamlin at the race. And of course, Denny Hamlin said it was all Chase Elliott fans, but I don't think necessarily that's the case, but I don't know if he's playing the heel or, you know, he, he doesn't care. Uh, you know, he, he's in that championship four, which is going to be Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Truex Jr. Now, one thing that I noticed and they put it up is that Kyle Larson is 27. Chase Elliott is 25. They both run for Hendrick. Denny Hamlin is 40, and Martin Truex Jr. is 41. Denny Hamlin, I think, will be 41 uh, in a few weeks. And they both run for Joe Gibbs. And I guess what I'm saying is that Hendrick has, you know, the younger guys, and Joe, Joe Gibbs Racing has got these older guys. So Denny's never won a championship, and Kyle Larson's never won a championship. Chase Elliott and Martin Truex are going for their second championship, and Chase Elliott naturally is trying to repeat from last year so yeah uh, 50 50 shot of a new champion (laughs) yeah and then eliminated kyle bush and that's why uh he was only three points behind brad kozlowski minus eight behind ryan blaney and joey logano yeah i hated that kyle bush didn't make it but you know they lost it the week before in 
in uh, Kansas. They, you know, they just didn't have a good race. If they had had a decent, decent run there, they would have been in and Trex would have been out. But I mean, coulda, shoulda, woulda. It is what it is. Uh, I'm happy for for Trex being in. I'm sad for Kyle Busch not being in. Uh, Brett Keselowski came out of nowhere there towards the end and, and made a really tough, you know, really big charge at it. But, you know, he, he just – there wasn't enough positions for points ahead of him to make up the deficit he needed to make up. So he – he the only way he was going to get in is if he won because he just did – there just wasn't enough points available for him to, to make those up. And one thing I saw was about Martin Truex, though, on one of the choose rules where he jumped up like five positions – because he took the line that nobody was really in. Yeah, he went to the outside when a bunch of them went to the inside. Yeah, and, and that, know, he, that helped him a lot. Yeah, so again, you know, crew chief, whoever, somebody quick on their feet, the spotter, uh, getting those points. So Phoenix is going to be awesome, and that's going to be the season finale 500 at Phoenix Raceway Sunday, November seventh at three p.m. Stages are 75, 190, 312 laps for 312 miles. So you practice. Talk, oh, go ahead. No, so they practice is at 4 to 5 on Friday, November 5th. Qualifying 7 p.m. Saturday, November 6th. Yeah. Do uh, you want to talk about their cards? Yes. Alex Bowman. Uh, we've talked about Alex Bowman's cars before. He's in a 2014 Press Pass American Thunder. He's got two cards in there. He's got his solo card, number seven, and then 59, Alex Bowman and Ryan Truex, teammates. There are a few different color proof for those. There's a Cayenne, Magenta, Black, serial number to 50, and Yellow, serial number to five. There's also autographs, the white 25, blue 10, red 5, Brothers in Arms autographs. He's also in 2014 Press Pass Redline, card number 8, and then there's a few different parallels for that. Full throttle relics and Redline signatures for Alex Bowman. Our highest finishing rookie, Anthony Alfredo, position 20. We've talked about him a few times this year, not as much as we've talked about Chase Briscoe, but 2019 Dunruss, the next in line. There's a few versions of that. There's unnumbered holographic version. Cracked Ice to 25 and Explosion to 10. He's in the Panini Prism driver signatures. There's about 10 different versions of that. There's an unnumbered version. Camo, unnumbered version. Red, white, and blue, unnumbered. And then green, blue, red, Rainbow, gold, white, and black. And they're all serial number 99 or less. And then Victory Lane, pedal to the metal, card number three. And there's a gold version, 25, green to five, red to three, and black serial number to one. Cool. So let me ask you this. Have either of you guys done the playoff grid challenge on NASCAR.com for the cup playoffs? I have not. I I did it. I did it and started, you know, started, and I, I just took the same picks, the exact same picks that I had uh, that we talked about at the beginning and put those in. And uh, there's over 16,000 entries in this thing. Um, 
I've done fairly well. I'm 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 in 445th place out of 16,000 people. So not too bad. Not bad at all. No, and, and I think I would have done better. But what I had done is in my in my grid that I did originally in my spreadsheet, I had you know the race winners on the top, and then everybody else who I thought was going to finish in that you know like the round of 12, round of eight, and all that below those. I didn't realize that you had to have these things in the same order as, you know, the points order. If I had done that, I would have done even better. So, you know, this is just, you know, I just had them in the order of which, you know, I thought who's going to win what race and then put everybody else in after that. So I've done okay. You know, all things considered, I think it's, it's pretty cool. You Next year you might want to play it. Yeah. I have to look for that. Yeah. The winner gets 10 grand. Nice. I'll buy you yeah. some uh, cards. Yeah, the winner's got 300, or, or the leader right now has 313 points. I have 262. So I think I would have done a little bit better if I had known how they were going to score it. But that's okay. It's cool. I, I've had fun with it. Sounds like it. And you did pretty well, or it are is. doing well. Yeah, I'm going to put, I guess I'm going to put the, you know, the same one I, I had in the beginning. I've got Kyle Larson as you know, being the champion. So that's who I'm going to put for my winner. We'll see how that shakes out. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see, you know, who wins and how that, if that win would affect their cards. Uh, we know Kyle Larson right now, his cards are smoking hot. Chase Elliott's are not too bad. I think Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex are probably the lower of the, of the four. Well, you know, it seems like traditionally, and I hate to say this about Denny Hamlin because I like Denny Hamlin a lot. And, you know, he has the FedEx affiliation, which, you know, is part of you know Memphis where I live. But he seems to be, and I'm, I'm probably going to get some heat from this, but he seems to be like the Tony Romo of NASCAR. <laughs> he just, you know, just when it comes to the big moments, he just doesn't, doesn't perform. And, I'm hoping maybe this year, maybe he might shake that. Maybe he won't get frustrated and, and lose focus and things. And maybe he can pull this thing out. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out on uh, on Sunday at, at Phoenix. <laughs> oh, there goes my Siri again. Yeah, I was going to say, who does Siri have? <laughs> she said something about Tony Romo. Still trying. Yeah, she's still trying. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, you never know, right? It was one race, so it's kind of like the Super Bowl or whatever it is. And we've seen some interesting races. Um, you know, the one that comes to mind is when they put the wrong tires on the wrong side for Martin Truex, and then they put too much tape on Denny Hamlin, and Kyle Busch ended up winning that race. So that's why they race. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be entertaining, that's for sure. Yeah. And then moving over to F1, they were off last week, but the Mexican Grand Prix is Sunday, November 7th at 2 p.m. And hmm. the standings haven't moved since uh, we've talked about it last, but Max Verstappen is in the lead over Lewis Hamilton by 12 points. So, Yeah, I, I, I say go Max Verstappen. <laughs> yeah, for, all, for for all the F1 lovers out there, yep. So we'll see. It's gonna be a tight race, I think, this season. So 
Well, let's switch gears over to 2021 Panini Prism. Set to be released. I believe they started taking orders uh, today. Uh, of course, when we're recording is on Wednesday, but the product will be releasing on Friday when the sh- when this show goes live. Uh, they had a pre-sale or today at noon at the Panini website. I did not partake, but I know Logan, you tried, and I know a few other people have tried. I saw some of the tweets today. I don't think there was a lot of success. I think the bots got them all. Yeah, I think the, I mean, you can look at it in a couple of ways. You know, one way, hey, yeah, uh, Prism NASCAR sold out in like literally less than a minute. And that's, you know, that maybe that says something for the popularity of NASCAR. But then also you can look at it another way, like I'm looking at it. You know, I was on there straight up when, when they went on sale. I had five boxes in my cart and I went to click checkout and the website told me that some products in your cart need to be updated. Please update your cart to proceed. So basically what that, that said was it gave me the big middle finger and, (laughs) and just, I didn't get any car, any boxes of cards and what, you know, I, I get it. I mean, there's a lot of people wanting to get those cards as bots. I mean, it, it's a big competition just to get some of those things. And I was lucky enough to get Chronicles last time. But, you know, when you've got something in your cart, doesn't I, I always thought that, hey, that meant, okay, cool, you've got it. And apparently that's not what it means because I, when, like I said, when I went to hit checkout, that's the message I got. I mean, think about it. If you go to the grocery store, and you've got some toilet paper in your cart and some dude comes up and grabs your toilet paper out of your cart, you're not going to be happy about that. And that's very unethical and it's not cool. So I just don't understand why having something in your cart doesn't mean anything. That, that's the only problem I have with it. I mean, I love the product. I love everything else. I just don't, I just don't think that that's very cool. I mean, I just, I just don't understand it, but you know, it is what it is. I, I get it. And I'll just have to buy some on the, the secondary market or buy it from Blowout or Dave and Adams or Marty's or, you know, you know, Steel City, whoever. Uh, I'm just going to go with whoever's got the lowest price, I guess. But, yeah, that, that I wish I could have got some. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sad about it. <laughs> well, I understand what you're you're talking about having it with the card. The only thing I've ever seen was like Ticketmaster or some of those those places where they say, all right, you have the product and you have three minutes to complete or five minutes to complete checkout. And then it's going back into inventory or whatever. But Which would be way better. Yep. Yeah, I don't think Tops does that either. But no. I definitely, I mean, you know, you're on the website at, at noon and you were able to get it into your cart. But you know, not being able to complete that. So I don't know if that would help or hurt the bots by doing something like that with that cart checkout. I guess it, it can't hurt because they're already scooping everything. They're already telling, you know, I was thinking they're coming in and stealing stuff out of your cart, your toilet paper. So, yeah, they stole my toilet paper for sure. <laughs> it, it was those bots. So, but um, to your point, Steel City, David Adams, and Blowout have boxes listed. I think they're about 140 or 145. They so were on Penny's for about 120. 
Uh, yeah, so Panini had him for 120. Still City is 140. Blowout is 145. And David Adams is 150. So they're all in the ballpark, but um, a little bit more than Panini out the gate at least. Yeah, I'm going to wait until they go live and see if the price goes down. I'm not going to do a do a pre-sale just yet. I'm going to wait till everything hits and hope that they lower their price uh, when it comes time for those things to go live on their site. We'll see. Now, wasn't this the price um, last week as well, like right in the 140 range? I think it was. I'm a, I'm a little surprised with the fast sellout, just knowing how some of these people work. And I don't mean that negatively. I'm just saying I just know the process. I'm a little surprised that they've kind of stayed put on pricing um, with that kind of sellout and it being the week of release. Um I can see where maybe David Adams raised theirs. I don't know what theirs was, and same for Blowout, but still City looked like they kept theirs the same. So a little surprised at that, but I guess we'll see what happens, you know, like you said on Friday, where it goes. So I think Blowout up there is from 130 to 135. And when I looked, I guess it was earlier in the week, David Adams was sitting out there 140. So I think only blowout had raised at five and Steel City stayed the same. But wow. I think they they limit how many they put out there. So I guess nobody can come in and buy, you know, massive quantities. Yes, definitely. Yes. Out of out of their queue or whatever. So I we'll see. I don't know. Uh maybe the demand's there, maybe the demand is not there. You know, the bots uh for that price and I when I was when I was on Panini's site, I think I had seen National Treasures baseball for one thousand two hundred dollars a box. So Panini Prism Racing looks really cheap at the one twenty. So mm-hmm. everybody's buying it up, but I guess and we'll see. Uh the one thing is I don't you know, these folks if they're not familiar with the NASCAR collectors, you know, they're not gonna bite on, you know, two hundred, two hundred and fifty dollars a box. So Maybe they think they're getting flipped this quick, but or you know whatever. So, I just hope people open it so we get cards out there in the wild. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if uh, the blasters come out this week or how soon they hit retail. But I'm also wondering, and I think Logan brought this up a week or two ago, that like every Chronicles blaster that we've seen recently, not I know Val, you I know you haven't seen them, but. Everything that he and I had seen was Target. So I'm curious to see if that continues as well. So, I mean, if you're looking for the Blasters of Prism, I would check Target first over Walmart. Um, And then, like, with my Target that's local, they've been stocking new cards. Very slim, but they've been stocking new stuff. Um, But it's actually gotten moved to Toys instead of being up front. So you kind of got to look in a couple different places. Um, I don't know if it just depends on who the vendor is that week, like who's working the store or how they decide, but uh, it's kind of been between the front and the back, but, you know, checking both places for sure. Yeah. I've, you're, you're right, Jason. I mean, Walmart just hasn't had any racing whatsoever. And I don't, that's weird. I, I don't know why. But, you know, something I noticed at Walmart last year when Chronicles was out is they didn't have any Chronicles when it was new. And it was like several weeks, 
if not more than a month at least. And then all of a sudden, some some chronicles started showing up in Walmart last year. This would be the, the 2020. So I don't know if that's the same thing that's going to happen this time. If we, because right. I, I keep checking the WalMarts, you know, or the ones close to my house anyway. And uh, you know, no, like I said, nothing yet. But who knows? Maybe that may be the same case again. Maybe the these distributors. I don't know if things are getting shuffled or or what the deal is. But maybe that'll happen again. I don't know. I keep I keep looking out for it. Maybe it'll happen. I think the blasters will probably be a few weeks behind, if I remember right. Yeah, I think it's usually two, but it's that thing of, I think it depends on the vendor, like what day they're working or if they have stuff going on. But I think it's the typical wait time is two to three weeks. Yeah, I mean, I've had various luck with that in the past with, with various releases. Sometimes it's like at my target, it's come out like if something releases, let's say on a Friday, you know, I'll, I'm, I may see it. A few days later, you know, depending on, of course, when the they, the the vendors stock it. But I mean, it, it's it's all a matter of timing. You know, did it, when did it get shipped there? And when when did those guys get there to put it out? So, right. You know, it could be it could be a week. It could be three weeks. You know, and I think you're right. I think it's going to be two three weeks before you you see them in the stores. And then over on Panini's site, the Lance, the Knights Lance blog. They have the quality control images out there, and they're showing the images of the variations for the 10, I think it was, Logan, we talked about. And yep. it looks, looks like for the drivers, some of the variations, if they're shown with trophies. And then I believe for the three ladies, they either have glasses or sunglasses or no sunglasses, I think the way to tell those yeah that's what i saw but the quality control images look pretty good yeah i'm digging these cards um i like i like the the photography i like the way that the, they have the design um i like the colors the, the some of those images they showed all the different color variations you know the blue the purple the green uh, you know they're Really, to me, these are really nice looking cards. I mean, I know Prism is Prism, and I get that, but I think they've done a good job on these this, this year. Um, they they really look they look very they, well. I guess pretty is probably the best way to say it. <laughs> they do. They look nice. I, I uh, hats off to Panini. Hats off to to Tim Trout and those guys. Uh, they they've done a great job on this. I appreciate what they've done for us because uh, these are going to be nice, and I. I sure hope I can get me some boxes so I can bust them. <laughs> and Jason, you were running a poll? So, yeah, I didn't have too much time to do it because um, it didn't really it crossed my mind later this evening. Um, put a poll up on Twitter. It says simply, were you able to get Panini America Prism Racing today from the Panini website? Um, answer options were yes, no, and I don't buy racing cards. Um, 52 votes. And 3.8% said yes, they were able to get boxes off the Panini website. But, you know, of course, that goes back to what Logan said. They were sold out in a minute. So, I mean, the 3.8 was probably right on par um, for everybody. And then no was 42%. And I don't buy racing cards is 53, which, you know, we talk about all the time. 
um, where the racing ranks according in accordance with the other sports. Um, but just that difference between the yes and the no. Um, and, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you can't have a ton of answer options, but simply put 3.8% versus 42 uh that's pretty rough especially when it's coming this is the same thing we've talked about for years it's coming from the manufacturer and you can only get it if you're in there in the first minute uh and like logan said it's super frustrating how does it happen all the time um but that i hate to i hate to see that difference between yeses and nos um it seems like with every release that panini and and even tops puts out from their website i'd love to know how many boxes or cases they sell on the website i'm sure it's not a bunch because you know they're selling to distributors and going through the other route so you know was it one case or you know 10 cases or 100 cases i would think it's only a few cases which means there's only you know, if it's 12 boxes to a case, you know, maybe a few hundred boxes at most. It's that argument, though. Why wouldn't you sell it to the customer for full price instead of selling it to the distributor at 50 or 60 percent or, you know, whatever the percentage is? Um, I don't I'm, sure know. I'm sure it has to do with contracts with distributors. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. But looking at the sell sheet, they, you know, some of the new options or the new offerings like the signing sessions are very uh, colorful that they show on the sell sheet. You know, a checkered flag is a hobby, exclusive insert, and then hyper red and blue is a hobby exclusive in the hobby boxes. You get four in a hobby box, you get six silver prisms and four autographs uh coming back this year is the color blast which we talked about and new is going to be the lava lava flow those are super short print like the color blast and i think they have image images up on the lance knight i get that backwards knight's lance in that photo quality control gallery yeah, they've got the lava flow. They're they're the looks like they're the last ones in the at, towards the bottom, along with the color blast, which is red, white, and blue. They're pretty. I keep saying that, but they are. They're <laughs> nice cards. I mean, I, I I think they're really nice looking cards. And also those zebra cards, the zebra stripes, those look. I was surprised on how well they look, but they look really really good. They got Daniel Hemrick and Sheldon Creed on here. And uh, I'm digging those a lot. Those are cool. I'm going to have to try to get some of those. Yeah, I don't know why they don't can't do that checkerboard pattern. I was hoping they would have that, but I guess we got denied again this year. Yeah, they're going to do that on football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't get me started on that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do checker flag on football, but not racing. They, they should have done the zebra on the football. Because of the you know referees and they wear those uniforms. Ooh, that's a good point. So, but that's yeah. why we're not in charge. Yeah, that's why we're not. Yeah, <laughs> I always thought I'd be good in marketing. I, 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 I always come up with a lot of cool ideas, but you know none of them seem to ever stick. 
but uh, I'm looking at these cards too, and the stained glass cards are really nice looking as well. Those are those are those are sharp looking cards. I think those I I believe they're called Liberty. Um, I don't have the sell sheet in front of me, but I'm looking at the photos, the flag backgrounds. I like those a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, those look the American really flag. Awesome. Yeah, those are nice, and I think Logan hit it. You know, they're they're attractive, shiny. Very colorful, so I could just imagine what they're going to look like in hand as opposed to these images that we're seeing. Yeah, and the good thing about these two is the the autographs are on card. No stickers except for probably Brad Keselowski. <laughs> yeah, correct. I think there was a blurb in the sell sheet. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, with four different sets and the vast majority signed on card, Look for autographs from all the top rookie and fan favorite drivers in endorsements, prism, spotlight signatures, prism, patent penmanship, and signing sessions, prism. Yep. So basically, majority signed on card. Explain so. to me why they cannot get everybody on card when on any given Sunday or Saturday. 50% of these people are together in the same location. It's not football. It's not baseball. It's not basketball where the people's all over the country every day. How does that not happen? Probably because a Panini probably doesn't go to every race. And I know like we talked about before with Brad, he only, I guess, signs those at the shop and he only signs the stickers. And I guess, you know, when they're at the track, they're not, they're not in that mode. They're there to practice or whatever and, and run. And it's like bringing, I guess, a bunch of cards to the stadium on game day to get them to sign uh, in one of the other sports. But you would think, though, that you, you could get them all. But I know for whatever reason, Brad only does those stickers. And then, you know, I've seen before, and I don't know if it's the same way this year where – William Byron and a couple others. I think Bubba Wallace was another one where, or Martin Truex, where they seemed to sign after the season uh, to get the, and so redemptions were given for those, uh, you know, those signatures or whatever. So, but they still at least ended up being on card, those guys that were redemptions, right? Yes. I think, yeah, I'm sure all stickers are inserted at that time. Okay, so I'm looking at these autographs, you guys. Yes. And there are some stickers of other people. Jimmy Johnson is one of them. His card, the card that they're showing is a sticker. And Haley Deegan is a sticker. Haley, you can sign cards. Sign your cards, please. <laughs> but she's a sticker. And then Ty Gibbs is just scribbling. I don't I don't get that. We've talked about his signatures before. I think Jason had brought some of that up. Yeah. And what is so Val, you kind of touched on it. Logan, I don't know if you have any idea. So what is it with uh Kozlowski that he's a sticker guy versus a on card guy? Is there has there ever been something that came up or a story that came out? I know it came out of the 2012 Ignite when it was it was auto penned 
and they had that issue with Presspass having to go back and I guess get on card autographs from Brad. And it seems like ever since then, Brad Kozlowski has always been a sticker autograph. Yeah, that makes sense. That that satisfies my curiosity because that is before my time for racing cards, but good enough answer for me. I like it. Yeah, you can Google that. Uh, Brad Kozlowski Auto Pen 2012 Ignite and Press Pass put out a release on that. And then you could send those cards to Press Pass and they worked out getting all those collected and then uh, sent back. And actually they upgraded the patches that were in there because I think we talked about it when you were having those Ignite packs while they were thicker. So that autograph card will, had a memorabilia as well. And so it was a thicker card and they kind of upgraded some of those patches in there. So you still go on eBay and see, you know, the, some of the auto pens if they're out there and then the, the corrected version. Yeah. I think, I think that, uh, that auto pen deal left a bad taste in Brad's mouth and he's just saying, screw it. I'm not going to sign any more cards. Uh, if you want my autograph, here's a bunch of stickers. You just put them out, you know, wherever you want to put them and, you know, just so be it. So I, I, but you know, Val, you and I both have met him before, uh, at various events and hall of fame and all that. And he's always been nice to sign stuff and he'll talk to you and everything. Mm -hmm. I just think that press pass deal just left a bad taste in his mouth. It's funny that you say that because to me, my first thought is, and I know we're sidetracking here, but like to get a bad taste in your mouth, it's like he started that way with the auto pin. I mean, why else would you use an auto pin? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that got started, but I, and it could be that, you know, the same reason why Dale Jr. and Hendrick, they put that other sticker on there to verify that that's his signature. And it could be for Brad that he'd rather sign you know, how many sticker sheets at one time and then let Panini do what they need to do instead of send me, you know, a thousand cards this month and send me a thousand cards in three months and then send me another thousand cards in, you know, six months. Instead, he just signs them all, gets done with it, and then they can put the stickers on. You know, he's like one and done kind of a thing as opposed to having to do all these on cards and stuff like that. So that, that would have to be the reason because if you're signing a card versus signing a sticker, you're doing the same thing. So it has to be like what you're saying. I just want to do it once and be done for the whole year and save some time. But to Logan's point, never had an issue with him in person. You know, Kyle Bush is the only one that I've had a, you know, wouldn't sign a card or whatever. But Brad's been, you know, it's been years since I've gone there. But I know when he used to do like the discount tires and stuff like that, there was nothing saying that, you know, you couldn't bring cards or nothing like that. So, yeah, I haven't really got an exact answer on that. But I guess is what we assume. Maybe it's one of those answers. Yeah. Oh, one more thing about uh, 2021 Prism Racing. Uh, last week, I tweeted out something about how excited I was about this. And these cards coming out, and I couldn't wait. And I tagged a bunch of people. You know, I tagged you guys and some Panini guys, and I also tagged Joey Logano and I think Kevin Harvick and them. 
and uh, Joey Logano actually liked my tweet. I thought that was really cool. That's awesome. Well, he is, I don't know, if an official spokesman or a de facto spokesman for Panini Racing cards? Yeah, he is, uh, I think, along with Cole. I think Cole Custer is, as well is another one. Uh, and, of Greg course, Alden. you've got Greg, Greg Alding. I'm glad you brought him up. Was he on the checklist? I never even looked last week when we were going through it. I didn't check either. I assume he is. I have not gotten a deep dive on the checklist. That's my to-do for this week. Yeah, I haven't either. I, I've kind of fallen down on the job. Because I, 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 I think I said last week that we would look at that and report that back. But uh, just I just haven't done it. I'm looking right now, so I'll check on it. Okay. Should we play the Jeopardy music while you're doing that? <laughs> well, you know, this is a good time to talk about if you're liking this show about the 2021 Panini Prism, you can check our archives for other topics that we've talked about, like the 1970 Fleer drag strips. That was episode number seven. Episode number 29 for the 1972 STP show 31 for the 1983 Uno and also show 31 for the 1985 Sports Star Photographics. The 1987 and 88 World of Outlaws show number 40 and the 1988 Max show 38 and 39. Show number 48 from the 1989 Max. To name a few, you can check the archives of NASCAR Radio for some of those other sets as well, like the 82 Kidco, the 1990 Max, 1988 Max Earnhardt promo card. That's show number 42. So what was the results, Jason? The results are, after a quick check, I'm 99% certain he is not on the checklist. Like, how how does this happen? Like, I don't understand well, either they were taking photos or using the photos when maybe he wasn't racing because he didn't race every race this year. He raced at selected races. Val, I I feel like you're giving them a reason to <laughs> scapegoat on this. You only have to be there one time to get the photo. Well, it would be <laughs> nice to have a Panini car on the Panini card. And that is panini, true. In the panini driver suit, um, so I, yeah, it would have been nice to to have that. I don't know. Maybe I'm hoping that they're extending the. Yeah, that was my next guess. The negotiations are for sponsorship with the team next year, or if they're going to go with somebody else, I don't know. Uh, Gray is, you know, is a great guy. You know, super friendly, and I think he does the brand well, but. He seems like a good starting point, and maybe their contract or whatever has run run its course. And with this being such a, re a late release, maybe they just thought, okay, we'll just kind of move on quietly. I mean, all speculation, of course, but, you know. Well, well, I don't know if I'm spilling any beans or whatever, but it seemed like, you know, Panini had gotten a good deal for advertisement dollars wise with with gray and, and the team so i had read today about i don't know if i tweeted if you guys saw what i tweeted out that the charters have basically doubled in price 
Uh, so there's definitely, you know, money coming into NASCAR now where the charters were about five, six million, and now they're about 10 to 12. And that charter system was basically put in place to, I think after Michael Walter racing kind of went under and they really didn't have, I don't say any value or whatever, but, you know, they put all that time and energy in and they went to this charter system where at least then uh, they could have reaped some of the rewards of being able to have a, you know, automatically qualify for a race as well as some other options. So I think with the new Gen 5 car coming out and it's bringing down prices, I think we're going to see a lot of interest and maybe new teams coming into NASCAR. So I think NASCAR is only getting bigger and better. Yep, I would agree with that. I, I, I Like I said, like you guys said, though, I would like to see a Panini car out there some way, somehow. I think, I think that's a... A really good thing for uh, for advertising for them. Um, I just I just think it'd be a cool thing. Yeah, definitely need more Panini sheet metal out there. I need a Panini hood. <laughs> I need a you know the the back end of the car that's got the Panini on it. So yeah, get the bumper. Yeah, there was one out there in that racing warehouse. I me and Jason have talked about them before. Uh, you can get sheet metal. And hoods and windshields and as well as gear and and I saw actually some gas cans out there too that were pretty cool for a few hundred bucks get your own official gas can. Yeah, remember we we've seen people come up to the Hall of Fame with gas cans and getting those things autographed. Yeah, they're actually <laughs> pretty spectacular. You get enough autographs on them. Yeah, the, we've seen all kinds of stuff at the hall of fame sheet metal getting autographed and other things as well. Yep. For sure. A lot of helmets and cards and other stuff. So, yep. So do we want to talk real quick about uh, giving an update on the big lot blaster uh, blister packs? Do it. Well, I'll, I'll do my update and then Jason can talk about what he, what he experienced. Um, I had forgotten that there is a, big lots down in mississippi not that far away from me i've got three in memphis and i had been to those so i said okay i'm gonna go down there check it out so i went down there i think it was saturday and uh i got down there was really excited i I, I go in there i see the cards i see some of those racing ones i get up to them and then it's like wah 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 there were occ orange county chopper cards in those packs it's like, really? Oh, so I they had three of them out of the 10 that had uh, NASCAR cards on top of them. The rest of them all had Orange County Chopper. So I bought those. I haven't opened them up yet, but I thought that was a big fail right there. I'm not going to spend money for Orange County Chopper cards. The only cool thing, I guess, would be is if you were lucky enough to pull an autograph of, of like Mikey or or uh the old man and or you know any of those people but uh yeah that to me that was a big fail so i was disappointed so anyway all right my turn so i bought three packs or three blister packs two packs in each one um the ones that i bought there were like i said three different ones and they had ignite 
um, packs on top from 2013. Uh, first pack I got a Joey Logano Hot Threads Fire Suit Relic card. Uh, so I was pretty pretty pumped about that. I thought it was going to be a good run. And then the next two packs um, did not do so well. Just got the thick white um, decoy cards. But kind of like Logan said, one of mine were... So the blister packs, you can see the front pack, but you can't really see the back. You can kind of tell the color, but they're so tight that you can't really move them around. So two of them had the Wheels Main Event 2010 packs as the second pack. The other, the third one, actually had the Orange County Chopper uh, pack as the one you couldn't see, which I was not so disappointed. I kept it for my unopened pack collection. So I was okay with it. However, the 2010 Wheels, I'll show you guys because we're doing video. These cards, these Main Event matchups, these are the worst cards in the history of racing cards. Every time I get one of these, I think it's backwards. Because they look exactly the same, front and back. And they both have all the copyright information on both sides. I hate these cards. Because I always think they're backwards. They have the playing cards in them? Uh, I didn't get any. I really didn't do well at all, except for that relic. The rest of the cards kind of sucked. No Kyle Larson rookie, which I was kind of hoping for, but uh, the rest of them kind of sucked. Yeah, those main event cards, I remember those cards, and I, I have the same thoughts that you do, Jason. I thought that when they, those things came out, those are those things were terrible. I didn't I didn't like the same the front and backs like they were that looked the same. That you just yep. couldn't tell which was which. Uh, I wasn't a fan. So what that. year? What year is Danica's rookie? Because she's all over the front of those ignite packs. She's in 2010. Uh, yep. Okay, that's element. A few, a few years before. Okay. Yeah, and I can't remember if the main event is that the one that was with Texas Hold'em was going on, and they had the playing cards and and then the poker chips and the blaster boxes and. Yeah, I've got some of those poker chips. Um, I got quite a few of them actually because I bought a bunch of blasters. But I think we talked about the main event. I think it was main event. We had the the two different colors of playing cards and they were yeah like, they had um the red back and the blue back i, I think the i think the oh gosh I, I i can't remember one of them was was in retail one of them was in hobby i don't remember which was which i think red was hobby i think so so what else what else do we want to talk about i mean we're already I guess yeah i think we're kind of over so i was going to kind of wrap it up here if there's anything else we missed we want to talk about? Nope. I think we're good. Yep. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week with our review of the champions. We got a few other surprises coming in the next few weeks. So for me and the guys, thanks for listening. Thank and like the podcast, share NASCAR trading cards with your friends. And for me and the guys, we will talk to you next week. See ya.